My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Are showing the same way, <laughs> right? Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Brit here. Super pumped for this interview ahead of us, you guys. You know, this lady is an inspiration. Manuel King, the guest I'm bringing on, has 15 plus years heading finance and strategy at, at a large at several large financial institutions. She's left corporate to make an impact to the future finance profession. She's the first female to teach investments at the University of North Texas on the investment management board and a part of other programs driving these diverse pro, um, interns into asset management firms. Manyal is now taking on as the founder and force multiplier to help entrepreneurs, CEO, executive maximize themselves by le uh, leverage strategic partnerships. Absolutely amazing to have you on today. The stuff that you've got going on, it just blows my mind. And uh, and it's such a pleasure to have you to here on my show today to share, you know, your valuable insights with the listeners. Thank you so much for coming on. How's it going? Oh, my God. So <laughs> <happy to be laughs> here. I, love, I love getting on to podcasts that make an impact and help others. So I'm so I'm so happy to be here and thank you, Brittany, for reaching out and making the connection. Um, and I'm happy to, you know, share my journey and my experience along the way. Beautiful. Well, like I said, pleasure having you on. And I definitely want to dive into your journey. And I know we touched on it through my short little intro that I may have got tongue tied yeah. during. Sorry, guys. <laughs> it's Monday, though. And um, but if you want to dive in and kind of go deep into, you know, how you got to where you are, because you're you're blowing my mind. <laughs> you're doing oh, the things that you're doing. You're absolutely you're incredible. <laughs> and I'm super excited so, to hear more about it. Oh, thank you. You're so sweet. So I'll, I'll share um, sort of my, my journey because I think it ties together why and where I am today. Um, so the last, I would say like 17 years, I started my career in finance. Um, I do have a bachelor's in finance. I got into banking and I made it my life mission to be like in the investment bank and being a female minority, that wasn't the easiest thing. And so I headed strategy and finance across multiple industries. I was part of, um, I was at the bank during the 2008 mortgage crisis, um, rewriting, underwriting policies, sitting in subpoenas with the DOJ and OCC. Like I was literally in my twenties, but you know, when you're like a rookie, you just kind of, and you're ambitious, you just sort of like get thrown into the fire. And um, I have to say that's one of my biggest, um, I guess, coaching points that I tell people now, like young professionals are like, you know, wh what should I do? I'm like, take the challenge, throw yourself in the fire, be the solution. I was like, you will realize that when you have that mindset and you are driving impactful change, that's when you shine in your career because it's easy to learn a process, but it's not easy to have mental fitness and to understand transition and to really help others along the way. And I made it my goal during, you know, all that period to do that. Um, I, I'm, I mean, this is like, this is crazy, but I remember 
like when the economy started getting better after the 2008 recession, I was one of those people. I thought I had to, you know, keep up with, I'm just going to say it like the finance boys, you know, and I was like, oh my God, I need an MBA because I'm 30 now, but I also just had a newborn, had a toddler, was taking care of extended family, had 400 people reporting to me at a large financial institution, and I went back to do my MBA full-time. Girl. (laughs) Go get her. Like, I'm telling you guys. (laughs) But lots of lessons learned, lots of lessons learned. That is when I really took on learning that it is creating task lists don't make sense. Like I really had to create let it go lists and it is so hard for people to hear, but you got to let go of things that are not going to be impactful. We at Founder and Force Multiplier, which I'll come up to, teach this all the time and it's called the Pareto Principle and that 20% of your input actually produces 80% of your output. And so what 20% are you going to choose? And so I let go of a lot of things. I'm a little OCD and I'll tell you, the things that we worry about that don't matter. Like if my kid doesn't have his yogurt, okay, at 4 p.m., he's not going to combust. Okay, if my daughter doesn't have a bath every night, she's going to be fine, right? Like these kind of things that we don't, like we just hold on to. Like, oh my God, no, this is the schedule, you know? Um. Anyway, I really wanted to get into the IB. Um, and so uh, I went back to do my MBA. I had mentors on the other side of the bank. Um, I joined, um, you know, a global institutional fund accounting. I helped launch programs and our operations in different countries. Um, And then I moved on and did M&A and was chief of staff, really, and a bit and a senior business manager to the CEO and the CFO for digital payments, Um, which like my career was amazing. But with that came a lot of challenges, being a female, being a minority, no, we, it was it was a little hard transition because you know there weren't a lot of DEI is now very popular, but it wasn't back in the early 2000s, you know. And so a lot of women got together. We put together grassroots initiatives with HR to help you know inclusivity and really you know have everybody feel included. Um, and I made it a mission as a leader to always make my entire team feel like they can come to work with their whole self because that's what you know. I learned really quickly that that's what makes people stay. And that's, they want to be themselves with a little, you know, extra edge. And um, so I left, I left on a whim. I left my corporate world about 18 months ago. And I was like, okay, what am I going to do that's going to make a greater impact in the world? And so I went back to the university that I got my bachelor's in. Um, I was doing some, you know, keynote speeches, and then they were like, well, would you want to be an adjunct professor? There's an opening um, to teach finance 4200, which is investments. And I realized there's never been a female that taught that class. And I was like, oh, my God, what an opportunity to, like, stand in front of a class and have people look at me. And they're like, oh, my God, she made it, you know? And so I, I love it. Like, all my students, I love it. And that is also when I realized, girl. I come alive when I teach people, oh my God, just seeing other people grow and mature and have opportunities makes me genuinely happy. And so um, I started, you know, other being in other programs, I'm on, on the investment management board, helping females and minorities get into asset management firms. Um, there's a staggering percentage, I'm just going to throw this out there for anybody not in finance, you'll just get it real quick. 
Less than 2% of assets under management in the United States are managed by females or minorities. And that's Insane. like a recent number, right? Yeah. So now you that I'm very like, proud. Right. I, I know. I, I am. I am. And I, I'm so happy to see so many young souls not follow traditional paths, really think. I mean, like the digital world has changed everything. I just interviewed uh, two young entrepreneurs on my podcast um, who have an investment firm and they started as an education platform called Eagle Investors. And they yeah. just like mesmerize me. I mean, because they're they're adopting progression and they're adopting change, right? Which is right now, I feel like, you know, we're kind of in a hard spot. There's like traditional banking and traditional finance versus the new way and the new age of doing things. Because like when I graduated, I was only as good as an encyclopedia, right? But now everybody has so much knowledge because our digital world has kind of changed everything. Everybody has knowledge. Everyone can go online and learn something, right? And Absolutely. So, Right. And so then now that I'm kind of a little bit out of a job, <laughs> I'm, trying to impact, I'm like, okay, but I need to do something. And so um, I had come across Adam Hergen Rother and Hallie Warner, who I'm going to like pose there. They wrote the book Founder and Force Multiplier. This is a really cool story. So these two have been working together for about, I would say, 12 years. Adam Hergen Rother is a serial entrepreneur, he has like eight plus companies. Hallie has been his chief of staff, um, like she converted into his chief of staff along the way on that journey. And so he wrote this book basically saying that having the right strategic partner can help an entrepreneur multiply themselves and really do the things that are important for a founder, like cast the vision, make impactful decisions, um, you know, determine and set, you know, the tone of where they're going to reach the ultimate North Star of the companies. And then he could have multiple companies that way. And so their story is super inspiring. They started um, telling their story through a blog and that blog turned into a book. The book turned into a movement. Then they brought me on like about three months ago and they're like, hey, can you partner with us, become the CEO of the company and like monetize, like help grow and monetize it. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I then was like, all right, we got this awesome concept and this concept, me coming from corporate, I was like, it's not just for entrepreneurs and startup founders. It's also for executives. It's also for CEOs. It's also for anybody that's running a small business. Like you need somebody to take all the tasks and the mundane day-to-day -day off your plate so you can make the space to grow and scale and be impactful, right? And make relationships, right. funding, and uh, you know, um, grow your clientele, like all these things. So then now I'm like, how do I like grow this company? Cause they're doing well. So they, they started a coaching platform. They have a cohort class for force multipliers which are EAs, chiefs of staffs and other types of force multipliers. Um, and it's a six weeks cohort class, it's great. It's like, a, it's like a mini crash course that elevates you in like six weeks, like amazing. Wow. And so I was like, okay, they have all this amazing foundation. How do I now scale, put a voice to it, grow our network, and then eventually create like a lean-in circle, like a community? And so ding, ding, ding. We were like, we're going to start a podcast. <laughs> and so we started the podcast on September 26th. So it's not been that long. It's called The Founder and the Force Multiplier. Um, we interview and bring on all sorts of leaders and force multipliers 
Um, and then I also do some bits that are thought leadership based, like, you know, how to let control go and delegate the proper way so you can make impactful decisions, you know, how to have executive presence and a seat at the table, you know, different types of, um, you know, that's the professor in me that comes out. <laughs> we have the second edition of the book coming out actually November 1st, which is tomorrow because we're doing this podcast. I don't know when this podcast is going to release us. On your birthday. Yeah. yeah, my birthday. It's our birthday, everybody, tomorrow. Don't forget, okay? <laughs> and then in, the, in Q4, we are actually building out this awesome community platform. So for anybody not following us, follow our journey because this community platform, um, it is going to be membership-based. We're going to have classes, um, publication, networking events. I mean, just so many resources and tools for anybody that's either a leader or a force multiplier. So we're trying to make it very cohesive and inclusive to everybody. And I think especially like, can you imagine like an entrepreneur or a CEO or an executive coming on with their force multiplier to learn together? Like the that's the beauty that of would it. Make. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like level up together, right? Right, I mean, right. Partnerships and really understanding relationships help you elevate in so many ways. And I think that's something we all forget. I forgot it too. Girl, trust me. When I first started my career, I was like, oh my God, how do I jam like 18 hours worth of work into like 10 hours so I can get home to the kids? And then I wasn't networking. I was that like crazy mom who was like heads down, like boom, 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 boom. Hi, I'm like an overachiever, my calendar, blah, blah, blah. Well, okay. <laughs> I mean, that's not what gets you promoted. Sure, I was good at my job, but I didn't build relationships. I didn't network well. I definitely didn't leverage. So, you know, I was doing it all myself. And I will tell you, okay, I know my story sounds inspirational, but I'm human. And I was there. I was there. And I know if there's people, parents or anyone, you know, that has a lot in their lives listening to this when you're just overwhelmed, sitting on the bathroom floor, like, like crying, crying my eyes out. Right, okay? right. <laughs> like these things happen and you learn from them. And um, Denzel Washington, I don't know if you've heard his commencement speech um, about falling I, forward. I literally listen to that like every second day. I It's so funny that you mentioned, like I almost just want to play it for everyone to listen. Go listen it. Like people, you have to listen. This is the most like powerful speech. And it, it like, it just drives you to want to do better and fit, uh, fail oh forward. Like you're never like, if you fail, that's good because then you're like, failing forward. Like, you're learning. That, can you adopt me? <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. So funny. You brought that up. Cause that is my favorite all time favorite motivational speech. So, right. It's all time. But mine too, I actually played that the first day of class for all my students, like le legit, because you know, that's the one thing. And maybe Brittany, you can relate, but I don't know. You also like, maybe outside of the U.S. it's a little different. So I'd like to hear your perspective, but we aren't really taught in our secondary education to deal with life. Our, like not we're not taught all. how to deal with conflict, how to deal with failures, how to deal with relationships, how to build them, how to network. Like these things almost don't exist. All we're taught and what we're used to is go get a job, nine, go to yeah. school, get a job, nine to five yeah. rat race and settle down <laughs> and have kids. And that's it. And, and it almost is like, we are built with like fear. We are so that people are afraid to like, do what most don't do, you know, it's right. afraid to take that leap of faith and right. like 
you know, there's so much more out there that people are just afraid of because it's not the original safe nine to five. Like that's their safety spot. And that's, that, that's what honestly people yes. are afraid to take that leap of faith and do something that's um, not going to be, sta- like could be a struggle and, and, and not yeah. as stable as a nine to five job, you know, right. like becoming an entrepreneur. And we all know it doesn't happen overnight. And uh, there to get to that next level, there are major challenges and it's, yeah. you know, those who are successful are the ones who keep failing forward. Right. <laughs> and, and, and I feel like also recognizing or maybe accepting that there's going to be challenges. I think a lot yeah. of times we have this big disparity between like reality and expectations, right? Because we hear the success story. So we're like, oh, I'll go to network. I'll, I'll, I'll X many clients equal this much revenue. And then when it doesn't happen, we shut down. Also, we're human, right? So I think accepting yeah. that sometimes you're going to have, you know, challenges and it might not flow the way you thought it would. Right. Right. Um, and yeah. it's just people and people like they only see like a lot of the time people look at these successful pe- uh, others that have all the success in the, in the world and they don't realize what happened in between. Right. Like right. all the challenges that came in between, they just see right. the, the big picture, but <laughs> everything that happened in between is what made them become so successful. You know, they didn't give up. They went through the same, they went through challenges. Yeah. And you don't need to do it alone. That's the message. The founder and the force multiplier has to everybody. You do not have to do it alone. There is, we, as you see, we forget, we are not robots. I tell people all the time we're human. We are interconnected. We feel we have like, we, no matter how strong you are, you have feelings and acknowledging feelings, understanding what makes you overwhelmed, leveraging the right people, having strong relationships. These things make more of an impact than people actually think, you know? Absolutely. I agree. Oh my gosh. You're an an inspiration, my friend. You really are. Like, honestly, everything that you're hitting all these points that I'm like, oh, oh my gosh. I was thinking that the other day. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's right. She's right. Like, thank you because you're adding so much value, you know? And so with starting this podcast, um, tell me like, how does it, like, okay, so tell me how you leverage using the podcast or how it directly affects yeah. your uh, business. Because yeah, you're, of course. you know, this is working really well for you. And I want to share with the people listening so yeah. they can see how, how effective it is. You're right. Thank you. So one, I just want to say that I knew very little about podcasting before I started. So like I came from like literally listening to podcasts in my car to trying to create my own podcast. And the message that I have for most people is it's a lot easier than you think. So much easier. So one, I kind of got lucky because when I started this podcast journey, the podcast movement conference was happening in Dallas where I live. And I was like, oh, oh, there's a conference. There's people. There's a lots of people. Like what? I mean, like Mark Cuban was there. I was like, what? What? Sanjay Gupta from CNN was there. I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> and when I was there, I realized when I was talking to people, well, one, I realized there were a lot of resources. So again, the message, you don't have to do it alone. So all like the, the, the message consistently was, you know, as long as you got a mic, headphones and a camera, you literally can get started. And then, you know, it's, it's goes back to leverage. So there's all these cool digital platforms. I do my, you can do your podcast, like you're doing it on zoom. I do mine on Riverside, right? It's another zoom like um, app. 
And then, you know, I use, um, there's Captivate and Buzzsprout and all I have to do is record and then they send it to the whole world. And so, you know, like make it easy. That's what I would tell people, like make it easy because I was feeling overwhelmed. I'm like, oh my God, how do I start this? And I would say, just go to the basics, like start small, but scale. And then once you start scaling, like we are now, right? Now that we have, let, let me take it one step back. Pipeline management is very important. Pipeline management is so important. And you don't realize like throughout your life and your career, when you start sitting and thinking about, okay, who are the people, if, you, if you're interviewing people, right? Who are the people I'm going to bring to this podcast? You know more people than you think. You have more connections than you think. And just start there. Like you don't have to go and get like, of course, my dreams have Gary V on my podcast, but I know that's going to take me like, maybe, I mean, I'm hopeful a year, but you know, like it might take a long time. So start with your network, start with your LinkedIn buddies, start with, you know, um, your family that, you know, you have like successful people in or whatever the podcast may be about, you know? And so I would say like, there's a few, few things, as long as you have your setup Two, manage your pipeline, three, like find your like niche. What do you want to talk about? And just stay somewhat in that guideline. And I'll, I'll just say right now, if you don't, nothing will happen. That's the thing. We take things so hard. Like what's going to happen? Okay. You can just like take nobody actually, nobody, yeah. nobody cares. It's all, it's like, and this is something I noticed with a lot of people with their podcasts. It's like so worried, but, oh, I should have did it this way. Or I should have done, oh, I screwed up, you know? Okay. Yeah. Like literally just put it up there and no one's going to care. And no one's yeah. going to notice if, if you have a mistake, like just get it up there. You know, yeah. uh, it's so important to just do it. Right. Because I just feel like it. just start like the, the, yeah. the, the first step to success is just starting. Like just literally starting. just starting. And we are so blessed because we live in such a digital world that we barely, we don't really have to do that much work. Like there's so many tools and resources that are very low cost, like platforms and, you know, all this stuff that like, it, I'll tell you when I first, because I, you know, I'm, I'm older than um, the, the TikTok and Snapchat age. And so like, I would always see people with ring lights and I was thinking like, oh my God, that must be like really expensive. Then I was doing my first podcast and my daughter, okay, who's in middle school is like, um, you need a ring light. I was like, okay. I was like, you know, maybe like once we, you know, start generating revenue, I'll invest in some tools. She goes, it's $30 on Amazon. Like, what do you need to invest in? I was like, oh, okay. I didn't my bad. And then I'm sitting there like editing something and she literally is like, I can do that in 10 seconds. Let me just do it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to let my daughter do this. I'm going to let my daughter do this. Outsource. You're good to go. (laughs) But that's the thing, right? Once we, once we had, this company had a good foundation, right? But we wanted to scale. So the podcast was the way we both, you and I just said it, right? Kind of a simple way to get started, but have a big impact have, we have a voice now. We are connecting with other people who have a voice. And so now when you're interviewing them and your, your, your interview is combined and online, now their network is in tune with your podcast because, and now you're expanding. It's almost like a spider web, right? Like it all just slowly starts growing. You're like slowly growing that spider web. And then now you have a huge network. And for us, we recognize that having a community-based platform or having book purchases equals having a large network. 
And so the podcast was a good way for us to get our voice out there, share our vision, and also help others. Like we like to help people and that's our culture. And, you know, um, we wanted to like speak to others in a broad sense, like, and I didn't even realize like, okay, so we use Buzzsprout, okay? And they put your podcast everywhere. And I don't know why in my like head, I'm obviously it's international. And so now I'm like, we're like in the top 10 podcasts in Ireland for entrepreneurs. And I'm that like, is amazing. Oh, hold on. I'm like, wait, I need a business trip now um, to Ireland. Yes. Ireland. Oh, I love this. <laughs> now, how do you go about, um, yeah, so this is great because I, I it's it's fascinating how you just started it and like you're already in the 10% of Ireland. Like, yeah, amazing. Yeah. Um, tell me like, okay, so do a lot of people often join into the programs um, that come from the podcast? Like guests that you have on, do they often end up at booking sales calls or strategy calls? Um, or tell me a bit about that. Like what is it yeah. like um, for your 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 sales process? Yeah, exactly. So when, so that we already started with like a base. So when, when we first started before the podcast, we had like a mailing list, like an inner circle where we send out, you know, thought leader newsletters. Yeah. And then the podcast now we're, we're doing a little bit of a, a few things. One, I think what's important is it's, it, we're getting into 2023. So podcasting is turning into vodcasting <laughs> like we're doing here. And having a face, a name, and understanding how to leverage all the social media platforms creates the funnel into your, you know, into your clients, right? And so every time we do a podcast, we're very methodical about sharing it on all social platforms, continuously sharing it, using hashtags that reach people for the cause that we are trying to reach them for, right? So like ours is entrepreneurship, scale, growth, partnerships, EA, chief of staff. So whenever there are individuals out there um, searching online, now at least we are coming up somewhere in the searches, right? right. No, this stuff doesn't cost money. Like this doesn't cost money. This is organic, right? And then from there, um, you know, connect like strategically also look for good people to partner with you, Right. There's so mm -hmm. many avenues. Like if you don't know where to go to book podcasts, like interviewers, there's like, you know, podcast apps that do that. Right. Exactly. And or be a guest, find a guest, be a guest. There's ways. There's so many yeah, different ways there's to so go many about ways. it. Yeah. And digital marketing is not expensive. No. Like do a boost, do a show, get it on LinkedIn. If, if like for us, LinkedIn, because it's business. So it works right. Of course, for others, right. Facebook works better or Twitter or whatever. Um, and do a boost. Like for $50, you're now reaching so many impressions that you didn't think. And what's happening You're making is, more connections and yeah. yeah, you're getting yourself out there. It's worth it, you're right? You're getting yourself out there. Yes. Yeah, so start like, be smart, right? Like it's, what is, what is sales about? You start, you have a large funnel, target your funnel, right? And then of the funnel, you're going to have X percent convert, right? And make sure when you're putting yourself out there, you are... A, your value proposition is always clear. It is clear yeah. the value that you can provide to others, right? And then B, I mean, show that you care. I, I genuinely feel like when I want help with something, whatever it may be, let's just, let's just say something non-business related, like, I don't know, personal training. 
you're not going to go to a personal trainer that's like, okay, so now you have to, you know, do this. No, you want somebody that's going to motivate you, right? That's going to push you and and, yeah. yeah. And be your mentor because at the end of the day, it is hard and we do need others to help us kind of, you know, give us that boost. And I think when you embody the mission and the vision that you're trying to communicate, I feel like the laws of attraction, like naturally people start gravitating, you know, towards your brand, towards your value, because they're feeling that culture, you know? And I would say like, if you have others on your team, make sure everybody understands the why and the vision and understands the goal, because now they are speaking to others and they're putting themselves out there on social media and everybody, like, it's amazing how, when the why and the messaging and the goals all kind of are consistent, people gravitate towards that. They're like, you know what? That's right. That's what I need, you know? Yeah. Make sure that's clear and crystal clear, you know, the goals and the people that you're working with are aligned with the same visions because that'll make a difference. And, you know, a huge. And so based on, you know, let's start talking about some of the challenges to get the, you know, obviously being (laughs) successful and getting to the next level comes with, like we said, the challenges. Now, do you have any challenges uh, or have you, how have you dealt and gone about, you know, challenges with quality leads coming in? Yeah. 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 So that's, that's a really good one because when you're starting out, you sort of grab every, everybody, right? You're like, okay, I don't know. They're interested in us, like, just take them. Um, And so I think it's really important to do some targeting. So we know that our, so really putting a vision board together and understanding who your audience is, is step one. Because when you know who your audience is, now you're going to go and look for where that audience resides, right? So like, for example, um, you know, we were like, okay, our audience are a, a different group of some entrepreneurs, leaders, and CEOs. So we went and targeted those groups on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, right? Join those groups, um, join networking events. There's, and even if you can't like physically be there, there, now we live in a world where there's so many great virtual online. networking, online events, yeah. you know? Um, so I feel like that was one way to help get quality leads is knowing who your audience is and targeting where that audience actually is. Same thing with EAs and chiefs of staff. And I didn't know, like, oh my God, there are so many networks for EAs and chiefs of staff. Like, it's amazing. And I was like, wow, like I had no idea. So now we are targeting who we're trying to convert, which I think is important, right? Um, Huge. Yeah, huge. And then like, you're going to face challenges. So we face challenges. One, (laughs) Mm -hmm. let me tell you, Social media was a challenge for me. I'm just going to be real, okay? Before I posted pictures of my kids, that's literally what I did. I didn't use podcasting and social media as a, you know, potential revenue generating um, targeting. And so it is not easy and you will make mistakes. Like, you know, I heard, I think it was Gary Vee and he was like, you need to be, you know, you need to have a social presence. Like, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and a couple snacks. And I'm like, oh my God, like I'm like once a weeker. Like I am like so behind. But but I realized I'm like, okay, micro habits help you not feel overwhelmed. So instead of starting off like that, I was like, I am only going to spend a 30 minute block every morning on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and try to, and YouTube and try to create some sort of social presence, right? That was my goal. 
I didn't, you don't always have to go all in. And I think that was the biggest lesson I learned because I got so obsessive compulsive. I'm like checking my Instagram and Twitter and I'm like, oh my God, who responded? Who's, who's, who's connecting? How many views do we have in our reel? And I was like, oh my God, I'm killing myself because I'm not really getting anything done and I'm feeling overwhelmed, right? So I think that was one. Two, there are so many great freelancers out there like literally so many great freelancers. And we also made the mistake of trying to do it all ourselves. And I didn't realize like, look, I'm good at finance, okay? I can create a cash flow statement for you, but I didn't realize editing a video, like that's not easy. (laughs) (laughs) No. It's not easy. And so fine, if you have to do it yourself initially, cool. But like, it literally barely cost me like, like really understand your ROI, your return on investment. If I spend, let's say $500 a month for four podcast editing episodes um, with voice and removing ums and so forth, and my quality is a lot better, what does that do in terms of people staying and listening to my podcast and in turn building a larger network and pipeline, which then I have conversion for my business, which then in turn converts into revenue, right? Like these, this is the way you have to start thinking. And we, we did feel overwhelmed initially. And we just started like just doing it all. We're like, oh my God, we're so overwhelmed. It's Sunday night and Mondays is when we're supposed to release our podcast and, you know, like things like that. So I, I would say definitely, you know, follow whatever way you organize yourself, leverage as much as possible. I leverage um, I have a great editor, DJ Skills out from Dallas. Like he is amazing. And so he does all my editing. And then, you know, um, everything else because we're growing, we sort of, you know, kept in house, but that doesn't, but you got to have a plan, right? So for me, bookings are getting a little crazy. So I'm like, okay. So now in February, I'm going to go, go out and try to get somebody that'll help me do bookings. And there's so many people out there that do it part-time, go to Fiverr. Like there's so many people. And right. I, I bet you that couple hundred that you're going to spend, A, is going to take a lot of time off your plate. And then B, that'll help you go out there and do what? Build relationships, and build a network. Exactly. Get more exactly. clients, which in turn equals more revenue, which in turn equals a couple hundred you just spend for a booking agent is probably like 10, you can 10X your revenue without even knowing yet. It's like outsource, and, and then you're you're still building the business, and it, you're you're able to bring in more revenue yeah. that way. You know, yeah, honestly, exactly. exactly. And there's so many people doing things part time um, now, and and there's so many platforms like leverage them. I would say, right? That was the biggest yeah. challenge we had trying to do it all ourselves, and we knew, girl, we're like all like you know ex executives, corporate. Like we knew that wasn't the right way. Like I was like, wait a second. Well, I'm like sitting right now trying to do X, Y, and Z. Like, no, let's, let's be smart because when you have a clear mind, when you're not overwhelmed, it you shows. do a better job, mm-hmm. do a better job. Mm-hmm. Right. And you build a client, you build a network. And I, I would just say being proactive time. I, there's an old Buddhist proverb that says the biggest mistake humans make is that they believe time is on their side and it's not be proactive. Time matters. If you made a connection, respond right away. If you have somebody that is like, hey, I can refer you here, do it Do it right away. Figure out how you can get it done right away. Because the more you let that linger, the less, I guess, velocity it has to have meaning to it, you know? 
Absolutely. Time does matter. It's huge. Um, be proactive, just like you said. So Manel, tell me, tell me now, you know, your biggest focus and desire for this next year with your podcast. Yeah. So now that we, so we started our podcast end of September, right? So we put together, I would, and I would say whoever's starting out, do this milestones and stepping, stepping stones on how, what that means. So we set goals, right. On how to get scale and downloads and so forth. But we knew after four or five months, when you have enough episodes and, you know, downloads, have a strategy for things like how do I leverage ads, right? For ad revenue. How do I get sponsorships? Um, how do how do you create um, a movement with your podcast? So for example, um, you can take your podcast and create, start locally, right? Even digitally online and create like webinars based on your podcast or teachings based on your podcast. People are like, oh, that's what they teach on that podcast, right? Or go live. Um, I had this at the podcast movement. There was this great guy that was like, hey, like the podcast episode you just did, go live about the main topics and then tell people like, hey, if you want to listen, if you want more of a deep dive, go to our podcast, right? So that's our next step. Now that we've set the foundation and we've sort of set the core, our next step is to maximize on what it means to actually have a podcast, which is scale, grow, and monetize. And so, and and I feel like what happens is you also get overwhelmed up front because you're just thinking, oh my God, how do I monetize this right away? But no, first, like I would say, start, build a community, build a following, and then everything else is sort of the next step, right? Because it gets easier. And then help others. So like I'm helping other podcasters, right? In turn, they're helping me. When I have a good person who I'm interviewing, I'm like, you know what? They would be good on these other four podcasts. And so I actually send a referral over and I'm not nice. Yeah. That's the best way. Like we're a community, you know, so it's like craft craft beer community. That's what they do. They all help each other. Right. I'm like, exactly. Yeah. Like in the connections that are going to come from having a podcast alone, like they're huge and just, it's like a snowball effect referral, referral, referral coming off of these connections that you're making right. along these interviews you're doing or the, or going on as a guest, like get, getting yourself out there. It's huge. Yeah. So. And guest swaps. So impactful. So impactful, yeah. you know, um, or if you have a guest that comes on, like build a relationship and then don't leave it. Ask that guest if they know anybody in their network that would fit the podcast and you'd be surprised. Like I had somebody come on um, a week ago and I was, you know, I sent him an email. I was like, thank you so much for coming on. It means a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. And I was like, know anyone else? And then like, literally, I I kid you not. It was was a Friday. And then, you know, Monday, I guess, you know, he sent texts to some of his friends and I had like 10 emails. Oh my gosh. Hey, that's, it's it's true. It's amazing. What just ask, just asking a simple question. Always. (laughs) And then put yourself out there. I would say, put yourself out there, go live, like put yourself out there. I think it matters because in this digital world, there's so much saturation that having a niche and having presence matters. Absolutely. Um, do you want to dive in just exactly about why it is so important because uh, you and I both know how important it is to have a niche and yeah. why is that so important to have that crystal clear? Yeah, I think it's real important to have that clear because we are in a very competitive market. Think about it. 
we just talked about this, right? Starting a podcast is easy. It's easy. You literally need like maybe one equipment. You can even do it off your phone, right? And so because it's easy and because so many people are finding a voice, you need to figure out how to differentiate yourself. It is just like any product in a retail store, right? How, why would people come to you versus others? You got to create some sort of differentiated value where people are like, I want to go to that brand because they have a X, Y, and Z niche, right? It is different. And so you got to find that because if you don't, you will get lost in the world of like, for example, for us in our world of business executives and coaching in the pandemic, we have to do a little bit of competitive research in the pandemic. A lot of individuals from home started coaching platforms. So now mm-hmm. it's like, okay, how do you now differentiate yourself in this big world? Because they are just as able. They are great. I mean, I go online. I'm like, oh my God, wow, look at this amazing coach. Like they are amazing, you know? And so the differentiator sometimes isn't you, it's the product. Like, because you both probably have the same caliber, but how do you differentiate and create? Creating that niche helps you differentiate who you are and helps people remember who you are. Um, and that's why naming matters, right? Branding matters. Like it goes back, nothing's changed, even in this digital world, right? Having your val- having a strong value proposition, understanding your clients, managing your sales funnel, your sales pipeline, and having differentiation and uniqueness in your product helps you create, you know, long-term revenue. And I think that's, that hasn't gone away. It's just, more digital. That's all. This has been amazing. Like everything that you're, you're mentioning, is just like ticking off the dots for me. Aww, <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. She knows. I'm so, glad. so thank you so much for, you know, coming on here today oh, and many, like so everything that you shared with everyone was just like great value. And that's what we're looking for. So I appreciate your time. You know, and I know it's Halloween and of course it's Halloween and it's your birthday tomorrow and you're busy and you're like, so I appreciate you taking the time out of your day. You're welcome. I appreciate you. And thank you for what you're doing because of you, other podcasters have a voice and it's really cool. So we have, we really appreciate it. I've actually, because I'm on this podcast, I've already sent a referral to like six other people that would be good on here. Just so you know. So amazing. <laughs> you are, you're the best. And this is like the snowball effect, right? Everybody listening, right. like, honestly, just like Manuel just said, it's just, you know, start that podcast, get referrals, get your name right. out there. And right. it, it's just gonna, it's gonna blow up. So, right. you know, I, if anyone's looking to connect with you and what you've got going on, what would be the best way to go about reaching out to you? Yeah, thank you. So going on to our website, the founder and the force multiplier is a great way. If you want, if you are a leader or a force multiplier and, or you're, you, 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 both are have a good a relationship and you're like, man, we want to maximize on it. On Amazon, our book is available, The Founder and the Force Multiplier. Um, and then follow me on LinkedIn um, and follow my journey. Um, Instagram, Facebook, I'm on all of them. Um, and I'll, I I do a bit called Mondays with Manal that comes on um, LinkedIn and Facebook. And I you know also give shout outs to other great leaders and companies that I come across because I feel like you know, we don't do enough in this, like, we need more love in this world, girl. We need more support and help each other and lift each other up. And 
Um, so follow, follow us, follow our journey, and we're going to be releasing a lot of cool new things. So, and always feel free to reach out to me, manal.keen at founderandforcemultiplier.com. Thank you so much, Manel. It's been an absolute pleasure. And, you know, you guys go connect with her. This She's got so much on the go and it's, it's, it can change what you've got going on and she can help you guys if you're needing. So please reach out to her and uh, anyone listening that enjoyed, please like, and subscribe. If you're six figure or higher entrepreneur and want to come on just like our beautiful Manel did today, uh, please go to top100interviews.com. <laughs> Thank I you appreciate so much. that. You betcha. Happy Halloween. Catch you. Happy Halloween, everybody, and ha- catch you on the next episode. Awesome. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.